Welcome to the Mocktail Hour. Welcome to the Mocktail Hour. And I'm looking at you, Sunny, and you're looking pretty spicy today. I know. <laughs> I'm a carrot top now. I've, I did I did a home quarantine box job on myself. And <laughs> I'm a copper, copper carrot top queen. Yeah. Did you did you go down to the drugstore and get some fancy dye? Or is it some one of those like mail order? club things that you use. No, I think that the stuff from Walgreens is just fine. I'm not going to subscribe <laughs> to all those fancy high-priced dye jobs. This one worked out great. It probably will wash out in a week, but I'm looking spicy. You are. I mean, you know, unless those subscription hair product companies would like to advertise on our podcast, right? I'll gladly try their service at that point. Yes. Definitely. I've seen those Madison Reed. It's like white lady crack. Right. (laughs) But it looks like the color that you've got there kind of matches your headphones. Am I getting that right? No, my headphones are bright red. My hair is like straight up copper penny, orange. And then you have um, like a Howard Johnson's orange top on. I do. It, It is Howard Johnson's orange. It's an old 60s knit piece. It's hotter than hell and it's making me a little <laughs> hot under the collar already. Yeah, well it looks it looks hot. It looks good and that's what really matters, right? Yeah, and you're over there wearing a scarf. What is it? Foggy on your side of the planet? Yeah, you bet. Like the sun is out and there's people lying on the beach at Dolores Park, mm-hmm. but it's cold as fuck right ah! now. The fog wind is blowing. But you know, it's Friday, what it's almost happy hour here. Yes, I know. We've seen all the memes come through my Facebook. Everyone's doing cheers. It's five o'clock somewhere. Everyone's got their booze flowing. (laughs) Well, not us. Something to say about the fog coming in. My mom is literally obsessed with fog. She will pick up the phone and call me the second she sees fog come over that Sutro (laughs) Tower and just say, oh God, the fog's coming in. I'm so excited. Really? Yeah, she loves it. And what's going to happen? It's just a big deal for her. She just, as long as she's lived in San Francisco, the fog coming in is always this big celebratory moment. Yeah. She just loves it. It's pretty cool. I mean, I live very near your mom. Mm -hmm. And so when I look to the north, I have the same view that she does. And it's just, it can be just this massive, massive blob of yeah. white. It's just, it is really cool. And I won't call it Carl. I refuse to get on the Carl bandwagon. I'm sorry. I'm too old school. Thank you. Thank you. I was just, I hate that. And it's Carl. It's not only Carl, but it's Carl with a K. Like, yeah. that's so pretentious. Like it's German or something. It's German <laughs> fog. <laughs> Who came up with that stupid thing? Do you know? I don't know. Maybe K-Fog a few years ago, they probably had something to do with it. Or those guys that are the announcers for the Giants, maybe it was them, like KNBR. KNBR, right? Oh, I wouldn't know. I don't do sports. Kyle or, okay. 
you're wearing Giants Orange today, right? I am. I love it. I'm just, you know, I'm dressing up. I've got to get through this somehow. I don't know how much longer <laughs> we have on this, but every day I lose my mind a little bit more and get a bit more creative. <laughs> well, I love it. We're doing it alcohol free. We're alcohol free. As fuck, as we say. But That's we're right. also your mockologist today. So we have another cocktail, mocktail for you to try. But I know that you went cherry picking recently and I saw a very cute photo of your handyman's backside. I need more details <laughs> about. <laughs> well, you know, I posted, I was posting these pictures of him smiling with his quarantine mask on while he's picking cherries and then there's a close-up of the cherries and there was a picture of him kind of reaching up into the tree but I looked later and I realized that his bottom was looking very prominent in the photo and it is honestly quite good good looking yeah well anyway one of my friends from back home a man interestingly enough So this Facebook friend of mine from back home in Virginia said, yo, boys got some buns. (laughs) (laughs) You said that the whitest possible way you could. You say, yo, boys got some buns. You got to say it quick. I didn't even know what to make of it, you know, because I saw it. I thought, buns. And then I realized what he was talking about and. Oh, and you don't know if your friend is straight or gay or whatever, huh? I do not know, but I do know he's got good taste because I do too. Those buns are nice looking, especially, you know, with the right pants on and everything. Yes. So you made jam? Because I made a really sad tart out of some leftover dough that... (laughs) turned out and not one person in my family would take a slice of my cherry pie because it was so sad and dried up looking. Oh, was it because the dough was bad or the cherries were off? No, I didn't. I didn't. I only had enough for half a pie base, (laughs) so I I didn't cover it. So Uh I just baked it open face and the cherries just kind of shriveled and got really sad and dry. And for about three days, I would say, anyone want to slice a pie? You know, and everyone's like, nope, I'm really full. Thanks. Oh, that's too bad. I mean, the cherries that we were picking are, I'm not making this up. There's one tree on one farm out near Brentwood, California, and it's one variety of cherry that's very hard to find. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. Oh, you're like me with vintage shopping. I don't give up my sources either. <laughs> and we we found this tree. I mean, we go every year. The handyman goes every year. So it's one tree in a grove that's specifically a certain breed that nobody realizes it's better than the others or what? Right. Well, it's one grove of cherry trees and there's one variety of cherry tree that's better than others and very few people know about it. In fact, there's one, um, this one particular tree, there are some brewers who go to try and pick those cherries because they put it Mm. in a beer that they have. And I don't think that they got out there in time this year because the handyman and I beat them to it by a few hours at least. So nice. Anyway, I'm sorry that your cherry pie didn't go over. That's okay. I'm over it. 
I might smuggle you out one jar of jam that the handyman made, but he keeps count of them. So I have to be kind of sneaky about it. I was flipping through my mid-century cookbook today to find something disgusting to make. And I found a recipe for, apparently, if you broil a bologna, it curls up into cups. Yeah. Did you know this? Oh, I, we used to, I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Well, we used to have fried bologna sandwiches growing up. And I would Ew. always make three snips on the slice, right? Because it would... That's what I'm told. It would keep it from curling quite as much. But yes, my mom would never let me have bologna, so I didn't know that. But anyway, it was a recipe for bologna cups filled with peas. <laughs> and it was just revolting looking. And I, I took a picture and I sent it to my kids. I said, this is what's for dinner. <laughs> they said, what is this, 1968? Seriously. Oh, my Lord. Are you going to make it? You're just joking. Heck no. No way. No. I'm a part of a really great group on Facebook that's all about mid-century potluck cooking. <gasps> and so anytime someone finds something disgusting, they share it on there. You know, like aspic and yeah. weenies and aspic mm -hmm. and all sorts of gross stuff. So it's a fun page. I'll send you an invite. I would love that because I'm kind of into it. I have I have index cards still from my both grandmothers and some of their recipes from that time, like... Um, you know, that lime gelatin thing with the cottage cheese yes. and the pineapple and the nuts in it. and Oh, yeah. Um, Waldorf salad or whatever that is. Yeah, I'm a fan. Ah, cool. Well, you know what? There's a million great podcasts out there and hoping to host some of those podcasters and appear on their podcasts for season two. That's right. We're going to have guests come season two. And um, if you're listening and you'd like to be a guest with us, please let us know. But in the meantime, we're just here today to have some fun because even though we are FF, alcohol free as fuck, we <laughs> still know how to have a good time. It just looks maybe a little bit different than it used to. Yeah, we just, we managed to keep our dignity intact. I guess <laughs> dignity is probably the key word of today's, today's discussion. Dignity is more important than anything else as far as some people are concerned. I mean, I remember when I was making some bad choices in the middle of my drinking and one of my closest friends, the divine Miss Myla, said to me, you know, Cynthia... I understand why you want to do A, B, and C. That seems very appealing to me, even though it's a very bad choice. But I'm honestly worried about your dignity. And I just thought, who cares about my dignity? Who cares? But looking back, I'm a little embarrassed about some of the choices I made. Oh, man. Dignity was the first thing to fall off my table. That's for sure. And and it usually involved layers of clothing, to be honest. I'll, I'll be completely honest because my story involves a wild night out in the Castro. Well, before we get to that, should we do our mocktail for the day? Oh, sure. I don't want to interrupt you, but... Um, no, we, let's get that going. I might need a drink for this. Seriously. Or you might need a drink because I'm just going to watch you. Okay. Well, I've got 
This is from the Mindful Mocktail, which is one of our new girlfriends on our Instagram feed. Cynthia, oh, have you met her yet? I haven't. Oh, no, wait. I saw her picture. I love She's that. She's a glowing, gorgeous lady. Her recipes are so great. So we'll, we'll have a shout out to the Mindful Mocktail this week. She did a wonderful blueberry, lime, and mint mocktail. Mm. Uh, it's perfect for summer. And I know blueberries are still kind of trickling in at least where we are. This can be made sweet. I've been doing a lot of kombucha lately, so I'm going to actually um, use kombucha for this recipe instead of sparkling water. Is there a particular brand that you like to use or just any old kombucha? No, I mean, I like the, um, I can't think of it right now. I'll, I'll let you know for the show notes, but anyway, any basic kombucha that's unflavored will work. It just adds that great fizz. Fuzz fizz. Fuzz fizz, whatever. So you just need 10 blueberries and eight mint leaves and the juice of a whole lime. Uh And then that kombucha, and you can do honey. I would add the honey in small amounts to see how sweet you like it. But you just muddle up the blueberries and the mint leaves together in a big, in a muddler. So it's kind of a paste. And then you add the juice of the one lime and stir that into a little bit of a, I don't know, what would you say that would be? A tincture? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And then you can just, all you do is spoon mixture into an ice-filled glass and then top it with a kombucha and that's it. So the key is that muddled concoction. So you've already, you've already pre-muddled and now you're just showing me this beautiful glass of I am. Here, I'll show you just for fun's sake, even though we're not making them together like we normally do. But here, I'm going to pour some kombucha in there, and then I got to mix up that muddle to make it kind of, I mean, in the end, it looks almost like a smoothie. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I thought that was super tasty. And she's got a ton of other fun recipes. We'll have to share some. Well, cheers. I'm going to toast you with my, um, what do I have in here? I've made some iced tea with just like a little mint and kind of rosehip tea. And um, it's very refreshing, really simple, but cheers, Sunny. Yay. Cheers to you. Mm. TGIF and all that stuff. It it is a Friday. Oh yeah. We got to let it loose. All right, so I interrupted you because you were about to tell me about clothes, taking off clothing in the Castro. Oh, yes, in the in the whole topic of dignity. I don't really have much, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you have a, a dearth of dignity. I really do. Like, I don't mind, you know, and mixing alcohol with it just amplified my ability to lose my dignity even faster <laughs> and different levels of... Of embarrassment, but Um, this was a night out. Some girlfriends and I got into going to the same club in the Castro. And we love the Castro because as married women, the Castro is a great place to go to because nobody hits on you and you can dance and do what you want and act crazy. And there's no dealing with guys asking you to dance and whatnot. So that never stopped me when I was married. But anyway, go on. Yes. (laughs) 
So we turn up and it was winter and I was wearing like a wool blend of some sort. I I dressed poorly for the event and... You dressed right for San Francisco. I did for the outside. But as soon as the sweat started to pour on the dance floor, I was just... (laughs) I couldn't take it any longer. And it was a one-piece dress. So I thought, hell, you know... Everyone in here is gay. They don't give two hoots about me. <laughs> and that two hoots being the operative word. I started peeling off the top of this thing and I thought, well, I'll just, you know, dance in my bra. What the heck? And I'll just wrap around the arms around my waist of this and just keep the, the top on. But I was not prepared to give up the dance floor for <laughs> sweating, like sweating bullets. And my friends were out having a smoke and they saw me from across the room start to peel off my top. And it was like the slow motion dive into save your friend, you know, making a really (laughs) poor decision. (laughs) And I was like, you guys, I don't care. I am hot as hell. I want to keep dancing. It just doesn't matter to me. (laughs) And you know what? The funny part about the whole story is it turns out that they didn't care that I was dancing in my bra. They cared that my bra was like the ugliest bra, (laughs) grandma bra, that I could have possibly chosen to wear out on a night on the town. I mean, it was like one of those orthopedic (laughs) box bras that you get in the, at JCPenney that you, you know, you buy out of a box. It was ugly as hell. And it's probably gray and dingy. I know, gray and dingy. I mean, I'm not really a, a, what do you call it, lingerie person. Mm -hmm. Like, I really never got into, like, all the frilly, fancy, lacy bullshit underwear. I just, I like something comfortable. Me too. We have so much in common. I have a whole, I have drawers full of that gray shit because (laughs) (laughs) it's just comfy. And they like us naked anyway. What's the point? Exactly. So that was what was so funny about it is that they were all mortified of how ugly my bra was. Rather than me dancing in my bra, they were like, no, you can't do that. This bra is a piece of shit and you're making us all look bad. So put your clothes back on. And did you? Well, eventually, yeah, when I wanted to stop dancing, but I stayed on that dance floor until the cows came home and, you know, decided to put my dress back on again. But they weren't happy about it. I was really blowing their game for the night, apparently. (laughs) But you had a great time. Of course. I think I even, actually, that was the same night that I pulled over to pee on the side of the road. And it was one of those like misfired peas where you kind of get most of your leg wet. Right. And I was driving drunk. Oh. So full disclosure, dancing in my bra, peeing on the side of the road (laughs) and driving, driving while intoxicated. And I just have to ask you, do you remember which road you pulled over on the side of to pee? Was it like Interstate 80 Mm -hmm. or Treasure Island? You know what? Yes, I... As soon as you get off the Bay Bridge, I took that exit. So it was down by the container ship (laughs) port, which was probably like murder headquarters. Yeah, or where people go to pick up prostitutes. I mean, I'm surprised you weren't accosted. I know. And, you know, of course, all my friends were cracking up and I was sort of like leaning over sideways and they're like, you're peeing on yourself. And, oh, isn't that hilarious? (laughs) 
look, <laughs> looking back on it, it's disgusting. Uh, yeah. So that was my, my wild night of, of lack of dignity and not really giving two hoots about whether my clothes stayed on or not. Well, I, I'm, I'm just sorry that I wasn't there with you. I know. Why didn't we know each other during these times? We would have had a lot of fun. I, know, and, I mean, I have to say, I probably would have dressed better, so I wouldn't have to be in my bra. But other than that, I would have been right with you, peeing on the side of the road. Yeah! <laughs> well... I have a story about my dignity and a wild night, but what's my wild mm. night didn't involve going out to a fabulous gay bar and dancing my ass off all night. This is something that I'm really glad isn't on film, right? You know, like nowadays, Uh-oh. nowadays people film everything. So I'm, I'm just, I know I hate it. I'm glad there's not a record of my escapades because just the still photographs I've seen look pretty awful. Oh, there's evidence of the evening on, on film. You know, there probably are some photos from this evening. I'm certain somebody has, I don't, Mm. but so we're up in, this was when I was, I was married, but it was before kids. And I was up in Napa at a friend's house. She has a, a vineyard kind of fancy house in Napa with a pool and everything. And this was winter time and we're all, there's a big group of people, kind of like a country weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And my soon-to-be, you know, I was married, right? But my, my brother-in-law, my husband's brother, his girlfriend, my soon-to-be sister-in-law was there, mm-hmm. all of us. And she later became his wife, and she's still my really good friend, but she's my ex. Oh, she's my ex sister in law now. I got divorced. Of your husband. Yeah. We got divorced. They got divorced, but she and I and my husband are all we're really good friends still. But she and my brother was there. So I was in my low thirties, I guess, and he was just about thirty. And there was an unattached young lady there who, let's just call her Daisy. And so my sister-in-law, Hillary, she and I decided we're going to play Scrabble because we're both really good at Scrabble. I've told you about, I've had other bad Scrabble experiences. I know, your Scrabble. I thought it (laughs) triggered you and gave you anxiety. I think that this was, was this before? Well, yeah, it does. So I'm serious about Scrabble. Yeah, but who plays Scrabble at a party in a vineyard in Napa? That's what I want to know. Well, the just giant intellectuals like us. That's who does it. Oh, right? it's your big brain. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that I was probably trying to get some dancing started, but we must have, you know, who knows oh. what the deal was. Hmm. But anyway, we're forced to play Scrabble. And it's a really competitive game. And Daisy this girl that my brother was interested. So it was me, Hillary, my brother, and Daisy. Daisy had never played Scrabble before. And this poor girl, she couldn't spell. She didn't, you know, her vocabulary was really limited. So at one point I challenged her, right? Like she put a word down that was not a word. And so I challenged her. And Bread, B-R-E-D. <laughs> 
<laughs> B-R-E-D-D or something like that. Exactly. So um, my brother and Hillary said, oh, give her a break. She's never played Scrabble before. Give her a break instead of her having to forfeit a bunch of points. So I said, okay, fine, whatever. We go on a little bit further and Hillary challenged me, right? Now, <gasps> by this point, I was really drunk, really drunk. And Hillary was really drunk. And I don't know about the other two, but Hillary challenged me and I could not fucking believe it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? After we've just gone through all this stuff with little Miss Daisy and letting her spell. So you got steamed. You got mad. I got so mad. And it turned into this big shouting match. And in the end, I just lifted up the Scrabble board and turned it over. (laughs) You had a tantrum. I did. I had a tantrum. And those little tiles went flying everywhere. And then... She started crying and she ran (gasps) off to her end of the house. And then I started crying and I I was so mad. I was spitting and I went running off to my end of the house. And, you know, and then I think somebody later mediated and we had to meet in the middle. God, did you totally ruin the party? Was everyone just staring at you like, what is wrong with her? For sure. I mean, my my husband and my brother-in-law were like, oh, Jesus, you know, why are we having to deal with this? And my brother, who was trying to get it on with Daisy, right, he kind of got his thing interrupted. You know, she and I made up, and then there was all this hugging and crying, and, oh, I love you. You know, I would never want to hurt you and that kind of thing but there was no no dignity in any of that that was just like Uh, you know well it screws with your nervous that's the worst thing about alcohol is how it really backfires your nervous system and you just can't cope with the easiest things that you would normally just roll off a duck's back you know yeah, I mean, if I if I was like a big guy, you know, I would have been somebody who got into fights all the time. That's the kind of temper. Ooh. That's the kind of temper that I could get with drinking. drinking. And where yeah. I was going with with that was I there were multiple times when I was drinking and having a fight with a boyfriend and I would fantasize about going out, getting in my car and ramming my car into his parked car. That was oh. right. Now I never did full on Joan Crawford. Totally. <laughs> Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Oh. Talk about a dream. You are Blanche. You are. <laughs> you know, I watched that again recently, and I'd forgotten that. Um, is it right at the end? It turns out that Joan Crawford was somewhat responsible for for being crippled. Right? She had tried to run over Jane. There was some twist at the end. I can't remember. I just know that she pooped out on the beach at the end oh, and I know. It was got what she deserved. <laughs> All those other people are like beach blanket, bingo around her, like, you know, and there she is. Yeah, there's the dead lady in the 1920s swimsuit. <laughs> and I just love, I love Betty Davis in that movie. Like just, she's like grabbing the the bottle of bourbon and, and pouring it into a glass and shuffling around in those bedroom slippers with the mm-hmm. bad wig and the lipstick. Oh, 
that could be mm. that could be you and me actually a few years from now oh it was so <laughs> modern i mean it's timeless it's just timeless that movie well we have to recommend that but yeah i mean i would i would get mad too but only the next day when i was hung over that's when my temper flared because my nervous system would be fried and if my kids acted up i would always be if I were a little bit hungover, I would always snap quicker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I was filled with shame the next days, right? Just mm. trying to stay small if possible. God, you need to stay away from that Scrabble. It's been <laughs> giving you a bad name. <laughs> the good, well, one thing that's good now is that if I do play Scrabble, it's usually when I'm alone and I just play it on my iPad with myself. That way, oh, good. it's just me and the computer, right? That's my You're opponent. You're not Googling quaaludes <laughs> <Right>. and <laughs> how to get back on the, the old feeling. <laughs> I'm not snorting cocaine and saying, okay, I'll do one more line and then I'll put my word down, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too funny. All right, well. Oh, my goodness. But we're still, ha- I'm having a lot of fun not drinking now. Mm-hmm. It's just better. It's better now. Well, there's so much more to do, you know, there's, especially with the weather being so nice and all the spring animals. I had another little gaggle of ducklings cruise through my yard again today. Oh. Luckily my cat was sound asleep. So <laughs> no murders to count today. That you know of, right? Exactly. And then my my squirrel count is up to four now. I've got four that visit my little squirrel cafe that my husband made me. What goes on there? Oh, well, he just he just nailed this board into the side of a tree so they can come and sit and eat. So I've got a whole mix of different nuts and they come and take their turns and mm. it's right outside my bedroom window. So I have a full squirrel show for me every day now. <laughs> I love it. My mom back in Virginia has a little yard. It's a little smaller than yours. And um, she has bird feeders out there and beautiful birds come. And there was a problem with chipmunks. Not, yeah, like little chipmunks mm-hmm. that were um, eating all the bird food. They all do that. And they just would not give up. And so my mother's really clever. And she came up with this. You're going to love this story, Sonny. Mm. I'm apologizing actually to everyone in advance as I tell the story of how my mother came up with the perfect chipmunk trap. Which no, she doesn't kill them, does she? Because I have to turn off my microphone oh, no. right okay. now if she does. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> I guess that's the end of our episode today. <laughs> no, no, continue on. But I will be writing your mother a very stern letter. She wasn't out there shooting them with a twenty-two or anything. It was, you know, kind of... You know, my dad does that, so I shouldn't talk. Yeah. yeah. Well, he lives in Texas. He's a man. He's got a gun, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. You know, everybody shoots rabbits and pests with their rifles that are getting in the garden and but stuff. But squirrels are harmless. Squirrels are great. Well, not these chipmunks. These chipmunks were taking over, and they were eating all the bird food, and the little baby birds were dying because they're parents weren't getting any food and so anyway the final solution was the final solution (laughs) was um these big paint buckets fill it with water and then she took a like a 
piece of wood, like a two by four, and put a little trail of treats on the two by four, and it would lead up to the lip of the bucket and (gasps) over and into the bucket. So no, yes, yes. And that was actually could be entertaining. I'm calling PETA on your mom. (laughs) She doesn't do that anymore. That's all done. That's all over. Mm. So just so you know, don't call PETA, please. Yeah. Okay. I won't. I promise. But I I hope you all have fun with the squirrels. I hope they don't take over. Nah, even if they did, I'm I'm all for it. I'm just going to stand out there in my caftan and have them cover my body. (laughs) All right. So... Oh, you have a resource. Cool Kevin O'Hara. I love him. Oh, do you, have you seen him? He is great. Yes. I love his format, how he walks around and, yeah. you know, chats while hiking. It's, it's just, it's so imaginative and it really captures your wanting to listen and watch. It's a YouTube channel called Alcohol Mastery TV, Alcohol Mastery TV. And he's Irish. So just the accent alone is fabulous. Mm. And um, he just walks around and talks about sobriety. I think it'd be fun to just take, just listen to him while you were walking, if you don't like walking in silence. And what made me think of it was that in a recent episode, he said that when you're sober, you need to find the fun. Like if you're having a hard Mm -hmm. time, you need to find the fun, find the fun. Takes work. Or fester, right? Your choice. Oh, yeah, either way. Find the fun or fester. And he encourages people who are alcohol-free and maybe having a little trouble with that to take responsibility for your own fucking fun, right? Yes, I love him. Figure it out. So that's our resource for today. I just subscribed. I'll be watching him from now on. All right. So that's it. Yes. So to conclude, you can always follow us on Instagram at The Mocktail Hour. And we also have our Facebook group, The Mocktail Hour, and our website, mocktailhour.com. That's T-A-L-E. We welcome your cocktails, your mocktails, your stories, and any emails, any questions. Happy to help. And we'll see you again soon. Happy weekend. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.